today's weather report, we're going to have a high of 34 degrees and a low of 27 degrees and still another day of clouds. No sun in the sky. Good morning and welcome to Mornings with Ken. I'm so glad you stopped by. Let's go get our cup of coffee and get this day started. Hey, you could do more than you think you can. You can do more than you think you can. Very often, um, I've, well, at least in my life, I've talked to people and they seem to be stuck in a rut and they can't get out of the rut. And they need a little help, a little push out of the rut. And I'm always willing to do that. But you know what? You can do more than you think you can. But sometimes through depression and anxiety, you get stuck and you don't even want to try. But may I encourage you that you can do it. You can do more than you think you can. And I would say the first step, if you don't like the situation you're in, evaluate your current situation. Evaluate how you arrived at this point in your life. Evaluate what events, what bad decisions happened in your life that brought you to the point that you're in today. Now, why do I want you to evaluate your life? Because I don't want you to do those same mistakes. I don't want you to make those same bad decisions and avoid toxic situations that have been that have had a negative effect on your life. You gotta know what happened in the past to try to avoid those same things happening for you today or in the future. So you really got to understand your past and you got to find out who you are and what, what things affect your life or your, your emotions or your way of thinking. So take an inventory of your life not to blame others for the situations you're in, even though others and outside experiences may have affected your life. So you can account for those, but how did you affect your own life? Often we can, we can sit in our own woe is me attitude. We could set and say, well, if so-and-so wouldn't have treated me this way, or if so-and-so wouldn't have had this negative effect on my life, my life would be much better. But that doesn't solve anything. You, you can only be responsible for you 
And you have more power to change your life than you think you do. What I've learned throughout my life is I don't wait for the government to bail me out or change my life. And if you are in that situation, that is a sad situation to be in. When you're looking outside of yourself to solve the condition you're in. Now granted, I'm not saying we we don't all need help at some times. But sometimes we wait on that help from an outside source rather than getting the help we need from ourselves, inside of ourselves. So that's what we're going to kind of talk today about is knowing you have the power to change your life. Let's not wait for others to try to do that for us. So after this break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how to change your life. That's right, I will survive. I'm gonna thrive. Not only am I gonna survive, I'm gonna thrive. Hey, sometimes that's easier said than done, but um, hey, I like that song. I, I like that song. Hey, don't do what you used to do. Don't keep doing what you used to do because you're gonna get the same results. What's that old, uh, definition of insanity we've heard said before if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and and expecting different results that's the definition of insanity so don't keep living your life a certain way and then expect different results to happen If you're making the same bad choices that you've always made, then you're going to get the same bad results that you always have. So, if you fall into bad, bad habits, you know, they say, they say it takes 21, I've heard 21 days to create a habit. To create a new habit, it takes 21 days. Then I heard someone say it takes three months, so that's a big difference. But originally, I've always heard that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. Well, there's no 
better time than to start today to form a better habit. And that better habit might be to stop doing what hasn't been working for you and try something new. So if you're, let's say, let's say you're applying for jobs and you're only doing it online and you're not getting any results. And this has been going on for quite some time. Well, you have a couple options. You can go to a temporary agency and with your resume, tell them what your skills are and have someone help you the job for a job that fits what you're looking for. Or you can reach out and still attempt to visit places physically. I know that's hard to do in today's time and it's kind of old school, but you just can't sit on your hands and do nothing at all. So if applying for jobs online isn't working for you, investigate why. Time for another evaluation. Why is it? Have someone look over your resume. Have, have a good friend get, get their opinion about uh, your life and how how they look how you look to them as far as are you dependable are you a good employee do you call off too much little things like that or hey you know what when you speak you don't speak very well and you don't sound confident. So let's learn how to sound confident and speak speak well. You can't just keep doing what you know doesn't work. And that's true in relationships too. If you're finding yourself in and out of relationships and you wonder why it's not working, sometimes evaluate your own self and say, why is this not working for me? And get opinions from close friends. And you know what? If if you're only, um, how can I say this gently? If you're only in for the relationship for one thing and you're not treating the other person well, then stop doing that stop doing that don't keep doing what you know doesn't work and then next do things differently get advice from people you trust excuse me while I call (coughs) do you need to adjust do you need to adjust your attitude your appearance, the way you speak, do you need to have a different approach in, in every life skill? Stop doing what you used to do and do something differently. And then next, get help. Get help. If you find yourself in depression, 
get the professional help you need. First of all, the you know the uh, friendship. Start there. Start with a good friend who um, seems like a person that um, is a little bit different from you, has a positive outlook, or reach out to your um, your church, to the medical community. Don't sit in your depression. We've talked about that before on Mornings with Ken. Because you could do more than you think you can. That's kind of what the theme um, that I opened up the show with. You could do more than you think you can. You can reach out. It might be tough at first. Make that small move. Look up the phone number you need to call. Start there. Look up the phone number you need to call to get, maybe you need some um, mental health needs. Um, counseling. First, look up the number you want to call. Don't even call it that day. Make a plan to call it tomorrow. But make little steps. But don't push it any further than just a couple days. And then make that phone call. Moving on. Cover yourself. Cover yourself. Don't look at the things that you don't have. Don't look at the things that you don't have. But concentrate on the things that you need. Maybe you're in a really bad spot in your life right now. Concentrate on shelter, food, and transportation. Just those three three things right now. Shelter, food, and transportation. There are many other great things you can concentrate on. And, and yeah, we'll have to get to those. But right now, if you're just in a desperate situation, cover yourself, meaning get the basic needs down. You're going to need shelter, food, and transportation. Reach out to local community organizations and make sure those three things are covered. Moving on. Make life plans. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your life to look like? Right now, maybe you're in the just a, such a horrible situation. What do you want it to look like five years from now? Well, you know what? What do you want it to look like by this time next year? By this time next year? Do you want a better living conditions? Write down your plan now. Write down your plan right now of, of what you'd like to see, where you would like to live, and what's your plans, your small steps to get there. You know what it might be? Maybe you don't have the greatest job in the world. Maybe you could pick up that second job. Um, Uber Eats or Lyft or there's different kind of car services, um, transportation things you could get into or a a, a second part-time job 
we've, I think many of us have already been there. We've, we've done two to three jobs at a time. Say, I'm going to do this for a year and save up money and start heading to better living conditions. And you know what you might have to do? You might have to live with friends and family. And there's no shame in that. There's absolutely no shame in living with family. I had to do that um, twice in our marriage life after being married. I had to do that uh, twice, I believe. I may be wrong. Once for sure. I can't think of it was twice. I think just maybe maybe it was just once. But anyway, there's no shame in that. And I think if families would work together more often, there's different um, people of different nationalities that have done that and better their lives when they all work together. Some people groups are better at that than us Americans. And we shouldn't be ashamed to do it. But work together as a family and see if you all can work together and help each other out financially. Pull your your money together and uh, work together on bettering your lives. There's no shame in that. And meanwhile, think about if you want your life to look different in a year, what are the tools that you're going to need to get there? Do you need a little bit more of education? Well, you don't want to go in, in debt to get there, but do you want to go into some of the trades? We've talked about that on Mornings with Ken before, too. The trades have uh, been hurting for people for years now. And they make a pretty good living. Trades make better living than some college degrees. Many of them do. You can have a college degree and be $100,000 in debt and working for minimum wage. So higher education isn't always... Uh, what to strive for. But, you know, as, as I drive throughout the day, I do see um, many factories and I hear of many places that are hiring. It never hurts to reach out and just see what's out there. Get on glassdoor.com, look at pay scales for different Um, skills, different uh, technical skills and different jobs, warehouse jobs, whatever you're you're into that you feel comfortable with. Look at those jobs and and find out what interests you. But you got to start writing your life plans down. Because folks, just in my opinion, just in my humble opinion, I'm no expert. I'm not a financial expert or uh, an economist or, or anything like that. Speaking of economists, I maybe after on the next ep, or the next break after the next break, I want to speak to an econ- about the economy, uh, an economist um, after the so in the next sec- segment. But um, I think the I don't see. The economy being really great in the next few years. 
And I think we need to really start to think about taking care of our families and being prepared financially for maybe some hard times. Again, this is just Kenny's speculation. So it's just my speculation. I just have an inkling of what I kind of see some things happening. And my opinion is there's going to be some hard financial times ahead. And I really encourage families to work together to support one another because I think there's going to be some dark, dark days. And I don't mean that to bring you down. This is Mornings with Ken where we're inspirational and God's got it all under control. But that doesn't mean we can be uh, careless. You know, remember the the uh, story in the Bible about the about the ant and how they they work and store food away. Well, we need to take lessons from that. So, well, hey, again about mornings with Ken. As many of you know, I've decided to cancel the Sunday school with Ken on Sundays. We've already talked about that, but having that. You know, having said that, you know, if you've listened to my show any length of time, my faith is very important to me. And please don't turn Mornings with Ken off because you're going to start this. You might hear a little bit more about my faith during the week. And I'm not going to preach and you're not going to get a Bible lesson from me. But you're going to, my faith is going to come across a little bit more strongly. And, um, the reg- during the regular week and that's just because it's who I am it's just a part of me so it's going to come out naturally because that's what I'm passionate about so don't be afraid don't get nervous if you hear um, my faith coming through some of the conversations in the future because whatever we're passionate about whatever makes us inside makes us who we are is going to come out so, but don't be afraid of that. So, hey, on the other side, the next segment, I want to talk about um, Walter E. Williams. Walter E. Williams. So, let's take a short break. We'll come right back. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So, I said quietly. joke of today. What do you call a bear with no teeth? What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. 
Walter E. Williams, the professor from um, George Mason University. I also believe he was a graduate of uh, UCLA. Um, he's been a head of many different universities, but he's most well known for his years of leading George Mason um, University. And he's an African-American gentleman, and he passed away. He, he passed away. Um, I think he had a good life. I think he was up in his up, upper 70s, which is still young to me to uh, pass away. But Walter E. Williams, I first heard of him on the Rush Limbaugh show many years ago when he would fill in for Rush Limbaugh. And the minute I heard him, I fell in love with the guy because he is such a brilliant, he had a, such a brilliant mind and the way he explained economics, he made it, he made it so, I don't, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? He explained it so well, I understood it. He educated me on econ economics. He educated me. He, I learned so much stuff off of him about how the real world works, the economy, economics, social issues. A brilliant, brilliant man. Brilliant man. Some of you might know uh, Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell. Well, Thomas Sowell was a cogleague of, of Walter E. Williams. And... Um, He's, he was also an African-American. He's another brilliant, brilliant man. I'm going to really um, try to get some of his books and read some of his writings also. But um, I did want to mention that Walter E. Williams passed away. And you may say, well, Ken, we don't really know who that is. Um, why are you bringing that up? And I think I'm bringing it up because that's the problem that some people didn't know who he was. Because recently another... Um, in fact, another African-American um, economist passed away. And how I found that out was through Google, because Google had changed. You know how Google changes their opening screen when there's a special event? You know, like if it's Thanksgiving and they might put fall colorings around the Google words or whatever. Well, I found out this other um, economist passed away. And he was kind of celebrated in the media and on Google by a display on their website. And he was also an African-American economist, but he was more so on the liberal side. And he was very socially active on the liberal side. And I started thinking, you know, Walter E. Williams, an intelligent, wonderful human being, professor at, at George Mason University, and other universities that he served at. A brilliant, brilliant economist doesn't get any recognition. And I think it's because he was more conservative. He had a more conservative attitude about the economy, about uh, social issues. And I thought, and I don't mean to be political, but I just like things to, you know, he just needs to be recognized because his he was just a brilliant brilliant guy and I can't wait to order um, some of his books um, 
and, and, and read more of his stories because I already have one book um, that I got from him. I, uh, I need to reorder because I think I gave it away for someone to borrow. So I'm going to have to order me another copy. Then he also has his bio- biography out, which I want to get a copy of that too. So I just want to give a shout out to him. He seemed like a wonderful man. I wish I would have had the opportunity to actually meet him. Um, just seemed like a pleasant, very wonderful, wonderful human being. He loved his wife. I think he was married to his wife well over 50 years, if not longer. I forget exactly the number. And then she passed away first a number of years ago. And he always talked well of her. And, and uh, yeah, so Walter E. Williams... Um, I don't know what his faith was, if he, if he had any faith, but, um, I pray he's, uh, I hope he did know the Lord. Um, but, uh, at any rate, rest in peace, Walter E. Williams, you are going to be missed greatly, at least by me. So, all right, guys, thanks for stopping by today. I love everybody. Let's do this again tomorrow.